Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we'll hear from our guest in just a minute, but I want to give a shout out to our two new partners. Uh, we've recently partnered with two great organizations that I really encourage you to check out. The first is We Coach. Uh, we Coach is a resource for particularly women coaches, but for all coaches. Uh, you need to go to their website, wecoachsports.org. And check out all the information, again, all the resources that are that are available to you as an athletic director and to your coaches and uh, to help promote women coaching women's sports. We also want to recognize our partner, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Uh, this is Jim Brooks's great organization. Go to globalcommunityofwomeninsports.org. And once again, tremendous resources for you, for your coaching staff. Uh, become an ally of both of these great organizations. So that's We Coach, WeCoachSports.org, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports at Global Community of Women in Sports.org. Our two new partners, please check them out. Now, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate income for your athletic department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thank you to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a very cool way to display your school record boards, for all your sports for all the events, or create a one-of-a-kind Hall of Fame, get in touch with the team at VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and an extensive library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame and let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com and they're going to show you how to sell your tickets online for your athletic events how to scan the attendees that come, and how to collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager to provide hands-on support. Go to hometownticketing.com, and they will also show you how to sell tickets for events like school dances or theater, music, and performing arts uh, plays. Also, graduation. Uh, anything that you want to sell a ticket for, Hometown Ticketing can help you out. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling tickets digitally. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports, and over 200,000 teams are using Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school, and our coaches just love the online tools, the smart cameras, of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. doesn't matter if you're a club or a youth coach or high school, college, or even a pro coach. Huddle can help you and your organization. If you want to find out more about how Huddle can help you, go to huddle.com and find out also how you can become a Huddle school. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com, start creating custom-branded content for your school's social media channels. That's Gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use the code ADPOD10. That's ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's gipper.com. 
We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like communication and attendance, and even help with their certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And your data is secure with Final Forms. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to find out all the things that Final Forms can do for you. We also want to thank the folks at SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com and see how their fundraising platform can help make a better athletic program for you. Get away from the headaches of the past. There's no more selling products or managing lists. As an athletic director, you're going to know what's going on, but you don't have to be involved. Okay? Go to snapraise.com and see how choosing the best fundraiser for you and your school makes a big difference. And the SnapRaise digital difference, like I said, it's easy, it's effective, it's safe and secure, and it works. Our coaches use SnapRaise for years and raised thousands and thousands of dollars, and you can do the same thing with SnapRaise. Grow your program with SnapRaise and change your fundraising game plan. Go to SnapRaise.com and get started. We also want to thank the good folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys at my schools for just about everything, for teachers, uh, for coaches, students, even parents. And the information that came back was almost always over the top positive, and it'll be the same for you. But the surveys also allow that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit. Okay? And sometimes they'll share a small problem that you can address and keep it from turning into a big problem because you didn't know about it because you didn't do a survey. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. We're going out to Arizona for just the second time in the history of the podcast. And we're gonna be visiting with Julie Patton. Julie is a certified master athletic administrator, and she's the assistant principal and the athletic director at Glendale High School in Glendale, Arizona. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for uh, having me on your podcast today. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, school's been going for a couple weeks out there in Arizona right now. For our listeners, we're recording this on September 6th, so it's going to be pretty timely by the time you listen to it. Julie, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So uh, let's start off with that uh, quick bio. Uh, what's the Julie Patton story in about four minutes? Well, the Julie Patton story is rather interesting, quite frankly, on how I got to be where I am. Um, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona, uh, home of the Wildcats, uh, Bear Down. Uh, I attended Saguaro High School down in, in Tucson. I was an athlete while I was there. I ran cross country, played volleyball, softball, soccer, and track. Um, I went to the University of Arizona only for one year because it was just too big, transferred to NAU, uh, but then promptly uh, discovered that you could party rather than go to class. And then I flunked out. Uh, parents were not very happy. I was actually a business major back then. And uh, they said, you better figure it out. You need a job with benefits and everything else. Tried to get on with the police departments, uh, made the list, but they went into a hiring freeze. So I went to the Department of Corrections and I was a correctional officer for four and a half years. Um, upon that, finishing that, um, I was told by my now better half that you can't do that anymore. I'm not going to be married to a correctional officer. So I went back to school. I uh, went back to school back in uh, January of nine, uh, 96, 
And then I finally graduated in December of 1998 from Grand Canyon uh, Baptist University. It was a Baptist university back then. And the rest so-called is history. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I love those, uh, um, the twists and turns that, uh, that make up you know, most of our careers. Um, we're going to get into, you know, the, the teaching coaching AD component in our next segment, but um, take us back to some of those high school years. You know, what do you remember about, you know, competition or teams or coaches? We'll talk about mentors later, but uh, what are some things that stick out from that experience? Uh, anything that you can see had an impact of leading you to athletic administration? Uh, I would definitely say the coaches that I had in high school were very instrumental in that. I, I was very blessed to have quite a few that made an impact on me because of the fact they were truly caring, not just from the aspect of skill development, but from the aspect of me as a person and wanting me, no matter what I went into for my life, to be the best person that I could be, not just on an athletic field. I actually, uh, my first mentor of high school athletics happened to me in third grade. Um, her name is Jan Boyd. She's cross country coach at Saguaro High School. I went to an all city meet and decided they had an open race and I ran the 200, but I couldn't run it in my age group. My age group was six to eight year olds. They didn't have anybody. So I had to be moved up to the 10 and 12 year old group. I actually won it, which oh, wow. couldn't believe even I still to this day, but after that, my father got a hold of the cross country coach at, at high school and asked if I could train with them. So in third grade, when I was done at elementary school, I rode up over the hill, went to Saguaro and trained with the cross country team. And she was the first high school coach of, of any type of my career that I played for, if you will. But between her, uh, Donna Ehlers, Teresa uh, McDonald, uh, Alice Bishop, um, all of them were on Mrs. Johnson as well for basketball. All of them cared about us as people, as female athletes, because, you know, I was right on the heels of after Title IX by the time I was in high school. And uh, it, it was a blessing to have those women understand the forefront of women's athletics and be able to foster that uh, for all of us. Yeah, that, that's so cool to hear, the, again, those stories. Uh, uh, that, that must have been quite an experience as a third grader uh, running with the varsity girls. That's probably another uh, um, interview we'll have to do, but uh, appreciate you sharing that. For our listeners, uh, we're visiting today with Julie Patton. She's a certified master athletic administrator, and she's the assistant principal and the AD at Glendale High School in Glendale, Arizona. We're going to take a quick break here from one of our sponsors, but we'll be back. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. <laughs> we want to thank the good folks at Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for their support. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's athletic records for all the sports, for all the events, or to have a really unique video Hall of Fame for your athletic department, talk to the folks at VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com or email them at sales at VitalSignsWallOfFame.com for more information. Welcome back, everyone, to our interview with Julie Patton from Glendale High School, Glendale, Arizona. Julie, you shared you had kind of a uh, uh, a rambling path to uh, the life of an educator. Take us back to maybe those early days of teaching and coaching, and in particular, uh, what led you to make that decision to come to the other side of the desk and uh, be an athletic director? Well, um, I was very blessed to be hired on as a long-term substitute here at Glendale High School, and I had to teach dance. And if you all ever saw me dance, you're amazed that I actually did that. But anyway, uh, we made it work. And at the end of that uh, semester, uh, a, a teacher by the name of Sharon Colombo retired, and I was lucky enough to uh, be hired for her position, um, which was back in uh, 99 here at Glendale High. Um, I have taught 
coached through my years here. And I also did extra duty where I would work here in, in our district. You can work uh, the different athletic events to also help. You can earn some extra money, but you also then help with the runnings of the different type of events. And I had a teacher by the name of Teresa Streetit. She was a math teacher. Her and I were working a, a JV football game and we were kind of the rovers. And I had to go talk to a couple of kids, elementary, junior high type kids that had somehow made it out onto our baseball field, or excuse me, softball field at the time. And we're running around causing havoc and we had to go remove them. So, you know, everybody would be safe. And upon going over there and talking with the kids and asking them to leave, everything was cool. We did some high fives. It was high fiving back then before the fist bump. And Teresa said to me, she goes, when are you going to be an assistant principal? And I said, excuse me. She goes, you handled that beautifully. She said, have you ever thought about it? And I said, no, she goes, you'd be good at it. After that, I began to think about it, quite frankly. And then with the more that I coached and got more involved with the school, I knew I wanted to make a better, bigger impact. And in our district, you have to uh, be the assistant principal of attendance and discipline first before you can become um, either assistant principal of student services or assistant principal of operations, resources, and athletic director. So I spent one year as what we also call the dean of discipline here at Glendale. And then I was promoted to APOR, which is what I said, an athletic director. Um, at Cortez High School. They moved me to Cortez High School, home of the Colts. And I was over there for one year, and then they moved me back to Glendale, which surprised me, quite frankly. I didn't understand why, and I was told because Glendale was turning 100 years old that they needed me to plan the events. So in my 24 years career, there's only one year I haven't been on Glendale's campus, and that was the one year at Cortez. So I guess you could say I'm a cardinal through and through, and I'm so excited that all the different things that we've done here at the, on our campus and seeing our kids prosper and be successful. Oh, wow. That, that's so cool to be a part of that, uh, you know, that school's long history. Wow, 100 years. Um, when you came back as the athletic director, um, was there anything that, you know, you kind of looked at um let's say project wise. And the expression I like to use is, I think we do a good job, but I think we can do better. You know, anything stick out for you uh, on your return to Glendale? Biggest thing at Glendale is we are a very low socioeconomic school and our kids um, can struggle sometimes in just some of the basics of life. And with that comes the struggles in the classroom. And the biggest thing um, <clears throat> I would say that we brought forward is I started uh, mandatory sports study halls. Uh, we didn't start practice. We get out of school at 2.35. Uh, we started where all athletes would go to their coaches' respective rooms. I'm lucky enough that 90, 98% of all my coaches are on campus. Oh, uh, wow, that's great. They would go to their perspective rooms uh, and have either study hall or if they were failing a class, uh, the coach would contact the teacher and let them know they're sending that athlete to them for that extra help. And in just one year alone, we saw a 20% decrease in failures within our athletes. And it, it morphed into what we now have here on our campus called eighth hour. Our teacher's uh, professional day doesn't end at 2.35, it ends at 3.35. So what we do is the entire campus now can have eighth hour. And what that means is if a student is failing a teacher's class, they can tell them, hey, you have to come to eighth hour to get that extra help. Or maybe it's to make up a test if they were absent or something like that. So we took it from a sports realm to where now it's become part of our culture here on campus to where it's all about our, our Cardinals uh, being successful. Oh, wow. What a great idea. And obviously you've got some pretty powerful data to, to back that up. Very cool. Um, we're going to do this earlier than normal. Uh, we'll do it also at the end of the podcast. But if one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, find out more about this initiative or maybe some other things you do uh, at Glendale, how can they get a hold of you? What's the best way? 
uh, best way, email me or call me. I, I, I'll be honest, texting, I'm not a big fan because I have fat thumbs and it just bothers me. I would rather talk to a person. I like that human uh, interaction, but I also know how busy we all are. And sometimes emails have to have to be the way. So they can give me a call. They can email me, whatever the case may be, be more than happy to help in any way I can. Okay. And again, that's Julie Patton at Glendale High School for our NIAAA listeners. That information's on the NIAAA portal. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I know that's a shock to our regular listeners, but uh, let's recognize our sponsors. We'll be back with more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to our good friends at Hometown Ticketing. Go to hometownticketing.com and see how the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges can help you. Go to hometownticketing.com and they will show you how to sell your tickets online, how to scan the people that come to your games and how to collect your revenue. That's important. And the whole time you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. This happens every step of the way. Go to hometown ticketing and they're going to show you how to sell digital tickets for things like um, theater and music performances, um, even dances and graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling digital tickets. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to the good people at Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports. Go to huddle.com and see how Huddle can help you elevate the performance of your teams using video and analytics. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, our school was a huddle school and our coaches love the online tools. They love the smart cameras. Of course they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's built for every level of play from club and youth teams, all the way through high school, college, and even the pros. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million total users, including the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about how huddle can help your school and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Julie Patton, a certified master athletic administrator and the assistant principal AD at Glendale High School in Glendale, Arizona. Julie, you mentioned uh, some names earlier of, of some mentors of yours, and mentorship is such a big part of our profession. None of us get to where we're at by ourselves. So, uh, you know, maybe go into a little more detail. Uh, who were some of those mentors and, and maybe how they helped you along the way? Well, I, I do have to definitely mention my parents. Uh, my parents, huh, when I was very young, uh, were very instrumental in teaching me you don't quit you always do your best. And as long as you do your best, no one can fault you for that. I believe without that type of upgrading and them obviously being at any event, either myself or my brother were involved in, they were there. So I believe my work ethic has definitely come from my parents and my grandparents' uh, areas. I have to say uh, my wife, uh, Denise Gibson, I wouldn't be sitting here at this chair if she had not told me you are not gonna be a correctional officer anymore. So it wouldn't have happened without her and her having the foresight of seeing what I could do to help kids and to be an educator. So I wouldn't be here at all if it wasn't for her. I've actually been blessed because I've had a lot of mentors through coaching because I did play sports 90% of my life. Um, I already mentioned Jam Boyd, Alice Bishop, Teresa McDonald, Donna Ehlers uh, as my coaches, but I've also had some amazing bosses uh, when I hit the educational field. Uh, Margaret Dugan, uh, Kevin Kishat, uh, Justin Tarver, uh, to name a few principals that I've worked under that I have truly learned leadership through them uh, and wouldn't be where I am. I also need to thank some district athletic administrators. Uh, some of you may know the Jim, Jim Threadgill, or they say the infamous James, James Threadgill, uh, Matt Belden, uh, also have been very instrumental while I've been here at the district. Um, when you talk about an athletic director, you're not a lone wolf. There's many of us and many of us 
uh, ride the same waves every day or may have different things come up and whatnot. And I'll tell you what, there are athletic administrators who have also mentored me. I wouldn't, uh, I have to mention uh, Jeff Feldman, Sister Lynn Wenzer, uh, Kevin Belcher, Missy Townsend, Carrie Avila, uh, Anthony Miller, uh, Dave Shapiro, Renee Rigoli, the late sister Nancy Perlick, and the late Art Wagner. Um, all of them have taught me things from coaching to athletes to uh, event management that without them, uh, I'd have been dead in the water. I also have to thank a lot of people through the NIAAA, uh, our executive director, Joni Pabst, um, Joe Paddock at the AIA. Um, both of them have also been very instrumental on helping me understand the bigger perspective of how organizationals work and can team and help each other nationally, not just locally. And then I also have to mention a uh, a uh, family member. She's a cousin of mine, Sandy Hatfield Club. She uh, was assistant athletic director at ASU and became the uh, female athletic director at Drake University. And uh, I've been lucky enough to kind of follow her career path and learn and see some of the things she does and when she speaks and whatnot. So I, I had to mention all those people because I wouldn't be where I'm sitting at if it wasn't for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just, again, our regular listeners hear me say this all the time, but I just love to hear the stories and the individuals that had an impact on you. And I actually recognize a number of those names that you mentioned. Uh, I mean, Missy uh, Townsend and uh, Carrie Avila jump out. They've both been on the podcast and several of the others, too. But uh, thanks so much for sharing. Uh, I know it means a lot to them to have you single them out. Very cool stuff. Again, our list, for our listeners, our guest today is Julie Patton. She's from Glendale High School, Glendale, Arizona. She's a certified master athletic administrator. We're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com and start creating custom-branded content for your school's social media channels. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast and use the code ADPOD10. That's ADPOD10 and get 10% off. Go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content. Welcome back, everyone. Julie, um, you're a CMAA. Obviously, you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, but we have a lot of younger athletic directors that listen. And I think it's important for them to hear about the path that, you know, you and I, you know, have both taken uh, with our state and our national organization. So share a little bit about how you first became aware of, you know, the Arizona Association and how that led to uh, your involvement with NIAAA and getting your CMAA? Well, uh, one of my first conferences that I went to was our state conference. And uh, at the time, our district athletic director was Mr. Jim Threadgill. And at the conference, it was the first conference I attended is when Joni Papps became the executive director. And they shared with us at the meeting that they needed people to join some of the committees, awards, at the time it was called LTI, now it's LTC, things of that nature. And so uh, Jim Threadgill said, hey guys, you, you guys need to get involved with the state association. So myself, uh, Ed Barnes and uh, Eric Zimmerman were all athletic directors at the time and we all decided, okay, let's get involved. So they started down the path with LTI. I started taking classes as well. They were finding out more about it. I went ahead and jumped in and uh, started with state awards. I was the state awards chair uh, for, I think it was three years. Like, I could be wrong on that. But anyway, um, started there so that I could see exactly what our association did as far as recognizing ABs and what those qualifications were, which taught me, you know, 
stuff I needed to strive to be. Um, the other is besides doing awards, I got my CAA and um, realized just how valuable the classes were through LTI as far as for me to be able to implement processes, procedures, uh, different things for my coaches here on campus. So um, after I got my CAA and my CMAA, I then uh, moved into the LTI perspective and became the coordinator there. And my goal there was to raise, uh, build more CAAs in our state, <clears throat> as well as offer classes, a lot more classes, a lot more often in order to help that professional development. Um, I did that for a few years. I'm actually still doing it, except now we have it as a team aspect. I first was teamed up with Eric Zimmerman, and now I'm teamed up with Kevin Belcher. And we do LTC together, the LTI and the certification. And through learning uh, the different facets that I've taken with the classes, as well as attending the NIAAA, I realized, particularly when you listen to those kids who win the national scholarships and the journeys that they've taken, I wanted to make a bigger impact nationally with kids. And I uh, luckily have become the NIAAA liaison for Arizona and a big part of doing those scholarships, which is huge uh, for our kids throughout the nation, who even just the kids who apply to read their stories and what they've, they've gone through and whatnot. I mean, people always make the comment they're afraid of what our future holds because these young whippersnappers can't figure it out. Well, I got news for you. Those that we see in our high school realm, not just what we see in the scholarships through NIAAA, but what we see on our campuses and whatnot. I'm not worried about it because we've got some amazing kids throughout this nation. But that's been my journey and I'm loving every minute of it. I have no complaints and look, look forward to doing it for as long as people will have me or they say, you know what, you're too old, you need to get out. Okay. Uh, that, that is so cool to hear. And, you know, we've said that very same thing uh, across the country in Florida, and I'm sure other states do too, about our students and, you know, the future of the country, those stories, those scholarship uh, kids submit, just fantastic. Uh, so very cool. Thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, again, for our listeners, we're visiting today with Julie Patton. She's a certified master athletic administrator, and she's the assistant principal and AD at Glendale High School in Arizona. We're going to take another break, but we will be back with more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. And they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with having an athlete in the house. Final forms can also help your coaches with things like uh, attendance and communication and even, even help with their own certification management. And for athletic directors, final forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And with final forms, you know your data is secure. It's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and get started with final forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, Julie, earlier on, you mentioned uh, your eighth hour, which was a really cool thing. Um, this is a part of the podcast where we let you brag a little bit about your program. So what are some things, and maybe it's eighth hour, uh, that you're particularly proud of at Glendale High School? Uh, the eighth hour, uh, obviously, like I said, because of the way it's morphed, has been fantastic. Because like I said, it started with the sports uh, teams all having mandatory study halls at the end of the day and practices not starting till 3.30 so that we could, you know, make sure that our students are truly being student successful first. Um, it, it has caused quite a bit of uh, 
I guess you could say, uh, understanding of the culture within our community also, because our parents um, very much appreciate the fact of just how much our uh, teachers and coaches go above and beyond. And I believe the culture here at, at Glendale is we are a family. We are a Cardinal family. We are the home of the Cardinals. And I just want to clarify, we are home of the original Cardinals. We started in 1911. So when the Arizona Cardinals came, they were second. Just want to put that out there. But anyway, um, we're about a family here. And in fact, one of the other best practices that I think that started here when it came to hiring coaches, um, I am not the end all be all. We always look at coaches, particularly in the head position uh, through a panel. We do panel interviews, not just one-on-one -on -one with me. And the reason for that is I want every facet of our Cardinal family to have buy-in as to whom we're going to hire to lead these athletes uh, on our campus in the sport. So we, we now vet all of our head coaches through uh, a panel type interview and then a final interview with myself and the principal. Um, that has truly turned our programs around here because we've been making choices that all of us, again, like I said, buy into that we feel can, can help with that fostering of a Cardinal family atmosphere here on campus. Um, the other is we, when particularly when the budget cuts came many years ago, well, they still are, but not as bad. Um, <laughs> uh, we had a, a large task of doing inventory on this campus. And we changed that practice here uh, with our coaches to where they're able to maintain an inventory, but that also the way we collect our new equipment and dispose of our old equipment and things of that nature to make life a little bit easier for them so that it's not one big overtaking task that has to happen. Um, in the beginning it was, but now it's a lot easier because they can update it live as it happens. And so at the end of the, at the end of the season, they have a viable inventory that we then receive copies of and verify so that should we ever be called into question by our district, you know, why do you have 47 dozen uh, birdies for badminton? Um, we can be like, um, no, that's not quite right. Let me share with you what we really have compared to what they have. So um, those are some of the best practices that um, I would say I've kind of helped with. I can tell you, though, the, the biggest piece with the head coaches has been huge because of the culture and the way things have turned around on our campus. You know, um, I want to go back to where you were talking about the interview process. I think that's great the way you involve everyone. And and also, you mentioned earlier, 98% of your coaches are on campus. I mean, I, was, I spent most of my last 20 years uh, at private schools. And, you know, we would brag that we had, you know, 75, 80% of our coaches on campus. So, um you obviously have some administrator, whether it's principal or superintendent, buy-in on hiring teachers that also coach. Um, is that the Captain Obvious response? <laughs> it is sort of. And so let me explain. There, there have been some. So I've got some sports areas where I've got some coaches that have been here for 20 plus years. They're doing a great job. They understand the Cardinal culture but they're getting tired and I get it. They're getting ready soon to retire and I get it. So my principals that I've had know my needs. I share with them, hey, we're looking at this in the head coach room or we're looking at this in the assistant coach realm. Um, but we, we still, it's student first. We are always gonna hire based upon what can be done in the classroom first before we hit the coaching aspect. Um, but at the same time, we do try to, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. And then sometimes you get those particularly new teachers or somebody who's new to our campus who sees what type of culture we have and are like, hey, I wanna get involved. Okay, well, how do you wanna get involved? And we help foster that. 
Yeah. And again, it's just so, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here, uh, how valuable it is to have those coaches in the classrooms where they see the kids uh, in the hallways, in the cafeteria on campus. Great, great stuff. What a blessing. Very cool stuff. Okay. I'm sure people are going to be calling you uh, to find out how to develop that at their school. For our listeners, uh, our guest once again is Julie Patton. She's a certified master athletic administrator. She's the assistant principal and the AD at Glendale High School in Glendale, Arizona. We're going to be back with some more. Thanks for listening. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only create revenue for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Our school was one of the very first in Florida to have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table, and it was just fantastic. It is fantastic. We use it for home games. We use it for pep rallies. We even use it for signing ceremonies for our student athletes going to college. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and you can set up a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Julie, one of the questions we've been asking our athletic directors, literally since we started this podcast about two and a half years ago, uh, has to do with the idea of social awareness. I know that's a big umbrella, but how can an athletic director do a better job of being socially aware for their community? Uh, do you have any advice for us? Uh, what I would say is wherever you become an athletic director at, get out into the community. Literally take a tour of your geographical boundaries that feed your school. Um, you can do a, a web search based upon the zip code of which your school is located to find out everything from the median uh, price of a house, how many people in your area may be uh, above, at, or below the poverty level within your state. Um, I would also recommend that talk with your counselors, talk to them about what they're seeing that comes through their doors. If some of you are blessed enough to have a social worker, talk with them as well. Do you have a large refugee population? Do you have um, many kids that are, uh, we call it McKinney Vento, homeless, things of that nature. Uh, talk with the, your athletes, talk to them, you know, not just out at the field, but when you see them on campus. You know, you see him, hey, how's it going? Hey, talk to me. You know, we just came off a three-day weekend. Hey, what'd you do this weekend? You'd be amazed at the insight that you can get. Talk to your student leaders. Talk to your student councils, your national honor societies. If you happen to have uh, ROTC on your campus, things like that, those kids can give you all kinds of insights as to what, in essence, could be bothering them, what they'd like to see improved on, what, what they would like to see at their school. The kids know how they feel. They know what they're looking for, for that high school experience. It, it's not just an AD going, well, I think they'd like this. Vet that information. You'd be amazed at what you get. Um, and some of the ideas are just phenomenal. I'll give you, I'll give you an easy one. Um, the other day, one of my varsity football players, he came into my office and he said, hey, we have a spirit flag. I looked at him, I go, spirit flag? Oh, I said, are you talking like the ones that, that cheer uses? And he goes, well, kind of. And he goes, can I show you? I said, sure. So he showed me how uh, on the uh, college realm, how a couple of guys are running out with these big giant flags with their logo on it. And I sat here and thought to myself, well, duh, why didn't you think of that? But here's a kid taking that initiative, telling me this is what we need to pump some stuff up. So right then and there, I've jumped up on a, on a website. We designed the flag right there while he sat at my desk. And I said, you'll carry it out as soon as it arrives. So, I mean, just small things like that speak volumes, but talk with your kids. That's how you become more socially aware of what's going on. Also, if you can get a relationship with your police department, we have school resource officers on our campus. They're not looked at as trying to be, you know, a John Wayne officer type. Mm 
they actually go into the classrooms. They do some teachings on things. They're at a lot of our extracurricular events for sports as well as our uh, fine art performances. And they become part of our school community where they're not looked upon as a threat, but as someone they can go to who is safe. So I would say socially aware, if you're a new AD, the more you can get out and talk with people and talk with your kids, the better off you're going to be as to what your heartbeat is on the campus. Oh, you're so right. You know, uh, getting out there, being seen, you know, interacting, and uh, I'm, you really hit that one on the head. Talk to the students, you know, uh, take their pulse. And uh, as you mentioned, a lot of times they've got some great ideas that um, are just going to benefit the entire athletic program. You know, great spirit flex doesn't cost a lot, but wow you know, really makes an impact. Uh, once again, for listeners, our guest is Julie Patton. She's a certified master athletic administrator. She's the athletic director and assistant principal at Glendale High School in Glendale, Arizona. We're going to take another break. We're almost done, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to the good people at Snap Raise. Go to snapraise.com and see how their fundraising platform can get rid of the fundraising headaches of the past. Our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just great. Uh, I knew what was going on, but as an athletic director, I didn't have to do anything. Choose the best fundraiser for you and your group and put the SnapRaise digital fundraising difference to work for your school. It's easy, it's safe, and what's best, it works. Our coaches raise tons of money and if you go to snapraise.com, you can see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they've helped schools just like yours raise using SnapRaise. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com and get started. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Julie, during the break, you were talking about, um, or we were talking about NIL. So uh, you said you had some thoughts about that that you wanted to share with our listeners. Um, with name, likeness, and image, or name, image, likeness, however you want to say it, that is one of the biggest growing areas when it comes to amateur athletes, as well as just students in general, as we have these, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, social media influencers. I mean, there are kids out there now who are making millions of dollars and they're not even 17 because of what they can do on social media. And when it starts becoming involved with a athlete, that's where, because of the state, depending upon your state, your state association rules uh, that govern uh, your high school ath athletics, that can get to be a real ugly situation. I guess I shouldn't say ugly, but a real difficult type situation to navigate as to okay, is, are they just an influencer and it has nothing to do with their athletic ability or it's because of their athletic ability or what the situation is? And we know that the NC2A has been doing what they need to do as far as within that realm, which is a vastly different realm than, than high school athletics because, again, it's student-athlete-based here. Don't get me wrong, college, they still have to make the grade, but they're, you're talking millions of dollars and tv and things like that some high schools have that but not to that magnitude and where do we go with these kids who have been blessed with whether it be their athletic ability or their influencing for whatever realm uh making that kind of money and making sure they still stay in the amateur status um it's it's something that everybody's talking about there is no blueprint if you will or guide to follow yet and i think it's something that is a, a train that all of us are going to be having to face head on here pretty quickly within all of our high schools and um, i think it's something that if you haven't been talking about it statewide or within your district it's something that needs to start being talked about just so that you can make sure you have that equitable playing field when it comes to that type of, of situation with name, image, and likeness. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, and, you know, the one thing that we have seen with NIL in, in the last couple of years is that it's changing 
um, I won't say on a daily basis, but it's changing so quickly. Uh, when it first, you know, hit the news as far as, you know, this is going to happen for college, um, you know, the, I think the the general high school response was, well, this will never happen in high school. And a year later, you say, okay, well, you know, now this state uh, is allowing it. And I believe uh, I, I saw recently that there's 20 or 22 states that have uh, state associations that have an NIL policy, you know, that allows within that policy, you know, high school athletes to have NIL name, image, and likeness deals. And, you know, this time next year, who knows? Um, I know here in Florida, it's written into our overall policy book about, you know, what student athletes can do and cannot do regarding, you know, making money off of the school's name or their school uniform or that sort of thing. Um, but I'm going to give you two, and for our listeners, these are two great resources to really keep your finger on the pulse. One is called the NIL Network. That's NIL Network. It's a website. It's a Twitter account. And it's run by Michelle Meyer. Uh, Michelle is the NIL coordinator for San Diego State University. She's also the founder of the NIL Network, and she is a guest on our Wednesday Wisdom uh, program. Uh, so if you go to you know YouTube, you know type in um, you know Educational AD Podcast Michelle Meyer, you can see the I think she's done three episodes on NIL, one very recently. Uh, and, and again, uh, her network, the NIL Network, is kind of a clearinghouse of everything NIL. Uh, another great resource is a gentleman named Scott Grant, uh, Dr. Scott Grant, um, and he is a uh, faculty member at Finley University. He also runs a consulting program called Triple Threat Leadership, Triple Threat Leadership, and he's actually presenting a workshop at this year's NADC conference in Nashville on NIL. But uh, I think between those two, I think between Michelle and Scott, you can really have your finger on everything current regarding NIL, particularly in, in, in high school. So uh, check those out. NIL Network with Michelle Meyer and Triple Threat Leadership with Scott Grant. Uh, and both of them very active on Twitter. Uh, they're very active on LinkedIn. Uh, so uh, make those connections. So. Uh, Julie, thanks so much for bringing up that point. <laughs> Thank you. That Those will help. I will definitely seek them out. Okay. Well, this has been really, really cool uh, visiting with you. Uh, you know, I'll say my very good friend, uh, Carrie Avila, uh, you know, recommended you and we were finally able to uh, uh, connect with you. Appreciate you sharing, but we're not done. Uh, <laughs> we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox so we're going to take a quick break we're going to hear from athletic surveys by lifetrack that sponsor the ad toolbox segment when we come back we're going to find out what julie Patton, a certified master athletic administrator is going to put into her new ad toolbox please stay with us we want to say thanks to athletic surveys for sponsoring the athletic director's toolbox segment Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys at my schools for years for just about everything, for coaches, for kids, even for parents. And the information that came back was almost always over-the-top positive. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent sometimes and very often they would share a small issue that you could address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or send them an email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time. We've been visiting with Julie Patton, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Uh, she's been sharing uh, just some really cool stuff. But uh, now I'm going to task her with sending out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. Julie, 
what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? Um, I would say the first thing is uh, they need to learn to work ahead. Working week by week, can you'll fly by the seat of your pants and nine times out of 10, a detail will get missed. And unfortunately, in our realm, we cover some of the biggest liability areas when it comes to competitions and having the public at our venues. So I would say the further you can work ahead and have things scheduled and planned, there's no such thing as over planning. Um, and think details. Think of, you know, Aunt Sally coming up to watch, you know, her niece play for the first time. What does that look like from Aunt Sally's eyes? What does she see? What does she have to do? How do you make it easier? And the further you can work ahead and think about details and cover those details, the easier it will be. And it'll be hard in the beginning um, because, again, it's it's as a new AD, you've got thousands of events to do. But at the same time, once you become accustomed to it, it will become old hat and will become just automatic. Um, a second one I would say is try to make things as easier for your coaches as you can when it comes to some of the paperwork or red tape area, um, even some of their needs. If you know, you're at the game uh, Friday night and you happen to notice that uh, two face masks go and you know we've only got three or four left in the inventory, you know what? Don't wait for your coach to give you that. Just email them, talk to them on that Monday and say, hey, I saw two face masks went down. You want the two of the same type again? Or are you looking, what are you looking for? And get after it. The, the more you can help anticipate needs, the further credibility and the further, uh, as far as working together with that teamwork uh, speaks volumes when it comes to the coaches. And the same with your athletes. Maybe you notice that someone on your tennis team isn't playing in the greatest pair of tennis shoes. You know what? There's all kinds of people that are willing to donate or maybe even you have a connection to where you can get them some better shoes to be able to compete in. Um, my third is get your CAA, your CMAA, and work within your state organization, not only as the association, but also with whoever governs your uh, your athletic contests. Here it's the Arizona Interscholastic Association. Um, they govern all of our um, games. They take care of our officials, things of that nature. The more you can work with your associations and particularly get that knowledge base with your CAA and the CMAA, it will help you as you continue to move forward in your career with not only the knowledge you gain, but then from that, how you can morph, change, or do what needs to work best within your school or even your district if you're a district AD. Uh, the more knowledge you can get, the better, and steal everything. Um, don't try to reinvent the wheel. I mean, you can, but with the CAA, the CMAA, working with your state association as well, that networking is huge. And there are thousands of ADs out there that maybe have either done it, tried it, still trying it, or changed it. Steal what you can from them. We all share everything because we get how busy we are. A lot of times folks don't realize that when it comes to the extra stuff that assistant principals and principals have to do, a lot of our colleagues, some of that extra stuff happens during the regular work hours, not when you're an athletic director. It always happens after hours. And you got to have a great support system. But at the same time, the more knowledge you have and the more networking you have from people to steal from, the better off you'll be. Well, great, great tools. Uh, and speaking of networking, okay, what's the best way that one of our listeners, and listeners, I really encourage you to reach out and talk to Julie. What's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Um, they're welcome to email me anytime. Um, they're welcome to give me a call at the office anytime. I think my even my cell phone number's on the, uh, the national uh, portal website. 
Um, they can call me anytime. If you text me, it may take me a while to text you back. I have fat thumbs and I'm not a great texter. I will do my best. Um, but I would rather have that human contact and uh, have a discussion. But again, I also know we're all busy. You can email me anytime. I'll be more than happy to help anyone at any time. Julie Patton, Certified Master Athletic Administrator, Glendale High School. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today and all the best moving forward. Thank you so much. Um, I hope I didn't do a disservice to anyone. I hope I wasn't too boring either. And if y'all ever come to Arizona, look me up. We'd be happy to see y'all over here in Cardinal Country. All right. Well, you definitely got, uh, got me on that one. Thanks again for our listeners. Remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks again for listening today. We also want to recognize our partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Go to globalcommunityofwomeninsports.org. Find out about all the great resources that they have available for you and your coaches. And our other partner, We Coach. Go to wecoachsports.org. Uh, find out uh, all the ways that they are helping uh, move the numbers for women coaches. That's wecoachsports.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast.